Uh, all right. So you're recording and you're pretty sure you're on the right microphone and you're recording, Sean? I, we'll find out later. <laughs> I like how we're just like, nah, we'll find out. Fix it and post. Fix it and post. This is Beers with Hallows. Threats, Beers, and Mouths. Welcome or welcome back to Beers with Talos, episode 67. Today is November 21st, recording on a Thursday today. Hell yeah, we That's are. That's a little different. We're different. What's up? If you guys can see Joel just slamming Pixie's dicks in his face, it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> this is, is going to be a long hour. All right, so I am joined. I am joined as usual by Matt Only, Joel Essler, and Nigel Houghton. Craig Williams is not with us today. But in his stead, we have a special guest to bring you. We have Sean Mason from Talos IR joining us on the podcast today. And we're going to get around to him in just a second. Remember, no matter how you found us and no matter how you got here today, you can always find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcast, you'll find us too. Remember to subscribe, (laughs) rate, and review wherever you find us. Like how we're not your favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start this one off the same way we start off every episode we have. Let's go around the table. The random sort has determined I am up first. And really the only thing on my mind right now is getting you bad monkeys to behave. <laughs> like what is wrong with you uh, and who has not so let you out of the cage? Out of the question. Let's just, out of the question. you know, it's like when let's you have kids, on. when your kids are like normal during the week, but then when you have you know, guests come on, they always like behave yeah. the worst possible. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> Guys, we have company. Yeah. If you could stop showing your asses, that would be great. <laughs> no, no. Put your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> We're running around Pooh Bear style. Just t-shirt only. <laughs> I give up already. <laughs> Nigel, what's on Can your mind good today? episode, boys. You want Mitchell? Oh, yeah. I asked what's oh, on okay. your mind. All right, well, there's a couple of things uh, to clear up first, you know, housekeeping-wise. First up, we were at Crystal Palace on Saturday, right? Mighty Reds back in action after a stupidly long international break that's just been absolute torture for the last week. It's just been horrific. It was almost like the dark times in miniature. I thought it was never going to end. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so we got that, and then... um, Midweek next week we have Napoli and then followed by Brighton, I think, so after that. But here's the thing, Mitchell, the next pod podcaster, um, I won't be on it. I will not be <gasps> present. This is what I've heard. Because this is what I've heard. I'm going to be in England. And so what? for the uh for the Liverpool game on December the fourth, uh, I'll be at Anfield watching the Mighty Reds. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. well, we'll be taking on the Blue Noses and giving them a good hiding back at Fortress Anfield. Marching on, of course, victorious and glorious Mitchell. And I shall get some sounds for you for the podcast. Yes, I will make some recordings. We do need some live recordings. Yeah, for, for, for all of you watching this on YouTube, in the comments below... <laughs> Tell us what you think a blue nose is. <laughs> Ring that bell. Like and subscribe. Cue a series of angry emails. You guys have a YouTube channel? <laughs> you guys had video? <laughs> I thought we agreed That's we're great. only giving that out to people we like only. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Joel, what is on your mind today? 
no, so today I'm recording from the lovely uh, Maryland office. I usually record at home. Today I'm recording at the lovely Maryland office. And for some reason I was, you know, I'm just absolutely too good to drag my ass down to the same room that Olney's in so that we could interact together. I don't know why. I mean, we have video. It's like the same thing. It'll right? be on YouTube um, later. Don't worry about it. On YouTube channel. Yeah. Yep. But so, so like I have a completely separate, yes, on YouTube, I have a completely separate set of like things to play with here on my desk while we're recording that I do at home. Oh, perfect. Um, one of which, which I know this is kind of a visual gag, but I, those of you that know me. So YouTube viewers well, only. Well, those of you, uh, YouTube only. Those of you that know me, especially we'll in put the this office, in the premium feed. podcast. We'll understand. Yeah. Our, our Patreon feed. subscribers will be. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so one of my team members bought me this Mountain Dew. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. And this this actually uh, is a oh. candle. And so you this can't candle drink it. smells oh, like I Mountain know. Dew. And it looks, it looks like a 12-ounce yeah. can of Mountain Dew. It's in yeah. a 12-ounce can of Mountain Dew, but it is a candle that smells like Mountain Dew. And so I have like this completely separate set of things to play with. Like my gavel from when I was a mayor is on here on my desk. I get to play with that during this podcast. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about all the little, the little toys that I get to play with on this particular podcast that I don't normally. I see a roll of toilet paper in the back there. This is the weakest show and tell of all time. No, this is. So I have like three rolls of paper towels, paper towels in my office. Uh, you know, you never you know. You are like a, a clean towel. person because you okay. <laughs> you called a red alert on your team and forced them into an hour of scrubbing their desks with bleach cloths. I absolutely thank you for bringing this up. So I had like two team members that either came down with like the flu or some other like weird disease, and so I required everyone to stop what they were doing for an hour. They got the crawl. Good, good call. Thank you. Um, thank you, Mitch. Um, but I required everybody to stop what they were doing for an hour and grab all of the Clorox wipes that I buy for my team in bulk and wipe down our entire area. And so let me just tell you, our entire area is not like the smallest thing in the world. So it took them like a good hour, hour and 15 minutes to wipe down every single surface that's over there. I, you know, try to prevent inner office sickness. I'm a, I'm a health conscious kind of guy. I'm a nice guy. Matt, what is on your mind today? So um, one of the cool things about working for a big company like Cisco is like they throw money at things. Um, And so recently they threw money at the University of Maryland uh, Initiative for Inclusion and Diversity in Computing. And so I got to go as a representative um, to spend my Friday evening at the Diversity Conference Celebration um, at the University of Maryland. And it was very Cool. Like, like, uh, I was joking with, um, with Sammy, uh, who's w- one of the people that I went with about, uh, great. I'm going to spend the whole night with like people with hope and a future. And that's what I'm going to have to do tonight. <laughs> but it was actually kind of like, it was weirdly energizing to talk about people who were excited about the field. And so one of them, one of them told me, uh, we were talking to, to one of the women there she's like i really appreciated the opportunity from you know the donations to go to grace hopper and uh and she was like i got to talk to people who have to fight the same things i do and i was like man i like all of my problems in cybersecurity are mostly self-inflicted like i don't have a lot of 
you know, externally cause problems. And so that <laughs> they're very self-inflicted. Like, <laughs> my problems funny. are my yeah, fault. Like, like, <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> and so I thought about, um, and I've gone through this exercise a couple times, but I thought about just like wrote off the top of my head, uh, some of the women that I follow on uh, Twitter and that I worked with in the job that I do here. Um, and I highlighted them in the talk. And the reason I bring this up is today we learned that Jeanette Manfra is leaving service at the DHS. And I just wanted to highlight and, you know, thank her for her service. I've had the opportunity to work with her on a couple of different things. Um, she spent 12 years at DHS. She is currently the assistant director for cybersecurity and communications at CISA, which is the first civilian cybersecurity um, agency in the United States. And she has been a joy to work with. And she has led fiercely uh, in, you know, in the opportunities that I've had to work with her to get the right thing to happen in between government and private sector. And I just wanted to thank her for her work um, and, and say, you've earned the rest, but we're going to miss you, I guess is, is the best that I can say about it. Cause, because uh, definitely is a place where her leadership will be, will be missed. And definitely a place where strong leadership is, is required. Especially, Super you know. necessary. Yep. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, Craig is not with us today, but we do have Sean Mason here. Sean, do you have uh, something you want to add in as a, as an opening thought to the roundtable? Good gosh. Um, I mean, you guys are hard to follow, um, but I'll tell you yesterday, um, and I don't know if we're, we're do spoilers here or not, but, you know, I had a couple minutes, you know, I, I grab a little bite to eat and I throw on this show called The Mandalorian. Oh, and I'm not really paying attention to it. I'm not really paying attention to it. I'm kind of watching. I'm kind of working. And then it gets to the end and I'm like, what the what? Why could you not? This is such a good show. I, I liked that. it. I liked it. I liked it. No, the show was awesome. But yeah. until you get to the end, which makes Are it you, even you're talking about the like first better episode. because now. Yeah. 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 Don't Have you guys seen this? No, 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 he said the thing. He said dude. the words. It's over. Ah, it's over. Dude, you got to edit it. Spoiler edit, alert, dude. Edit. edit. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Just like, like, like say it was about cats. I mean, can we talk about cats for a minute? Because I feel like we do that every podcast. Well, we're oh, the, is it cats? Is it, the, when, is it Kitty Corner now? Is when does it come out? Is? When does it come out? When's it released? Cats release date. December 20th. Oh, my God. That's you, awesome. Wait, though. isn't that month. the same day as Star Wars? Oh, let's look here. Hold on. I think that's a week earlier, it's isn't important. it? No, it is. December 20th. December 20th yeah. is the yep. same day as Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Oh, no. Who is the movie house that is producing Cats? Does anybody can pull that up right quick? Really? What are we doing right now, guys? Uh, Amblin well, Entertainment. This is Amblin? So Amblin's going to go up against friggin' Disney? Oh, oh. Amblin's going to crush it. Are you kidding me? This is Cats. Oh, no. No, this no, 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 some no, no, fly no, by no. night sci-fi no, thing. No, no, no. <laughs> Matthew Bartholomew only. Get the hell out. <laughs> you can't get the ticket to go see Star Wars. You're going to go, oh, I might as well spill over and go see no. Cats. Yeah, because that's the friggin' demographic that we're aiming for. But what's awesome, what is awesome, though, is you'll have people coming out of the theater. You'll have people coming out of the theater going, what the f***? was that and you won't know which movie they went to <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute here's the other part is there's gonna be an interesting cosplay mix it really is it of really star is. wars characters oh. versus cats cosplay there's gonna be some yeah. very very confused furries going very into that theater furries. Oh what God. if what if what if we buy out an entire theater we buy all the star wars tickets okay. all the cats tickets yeah. we'll let you in okay. for free you have to be in cosplay and you don't know which movie you're going but, to. 
<laughs> we'll go to the other show. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like, I like this. I like this idea. <laughs> we need we need more it budget. Like something MoviePass would do. Yeah. So uh, I do want to introduce I want to introduce uh, to the audience here Sean Mason. Sean is uh, runs our Talos IR group, uh, and as most of you know, we've we've talked about IR a good bit here over the last couple podcasts. Is there a, a new team to us that we have released to the world? And we wanted to have Sean come on and, and give us a little bit of background, kind of give us some. You know, a view from the ground, I guess, uh, of what Talos IR is all about and really what IR in general is about and kind of let us in on some of their secrets. He's promised to name names today, so we're all really excited about that. <laughs> but I wanted to to kind of turn it over to you, Sean. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you and, and where you're coming from. Yeah, and... where am I coming from? Um, I'm coming from a place of fear. Having well, you're right you down the road for me so right now, aren't you? So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm right in Orlando, down you're in Tampa, right? Yeah, um, Florida actually, man down there today. on podcast says, I know Florida man. Yeah, we can turn this into a Florida podcast. Um, I'm definitely not Florida, at least not yet. I'm not Florida man. Mm. Um, no, but I see that beard, dude. Mm. Yeah, you're one team meeting away from Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> you are one zombie chewing someone else's face off away from Florida man. Hey, we don't talk about that. No. <laughs> That I, I can't lie though I do subscribe to that subreddit Florida man that is totally worth reading every day. So Sean, tell us a little bit about your background and and where you're coming to us from and and really what from your point of view what this whole instant response thing is about. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's a long long uh, long question long answer if you will. But you know I spent we'll say the majority of my life in the Fortune 500 after um, you know joining the United States Air Force and it about 11 years ago, a little over a decade, which to me is, it's kind of insane and kind of sad at the same time that I've been doing instant response for that long. Um, I got kind of thrust into the role and it, it really dealt with a lot of nation state stuff for, for a number of years. Um, ultimately ended up at, uh, uh, went from Harris, went to General Electric and then kind of found my way over to Cisco and have really kind of really built the business, right? The instant response business from the ground up over the last, what, I think it's been, what, four and a half years, I think, guys. Um, and, you know, really, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, really, we announced, you know, really kind of the, what I call a marriage. It's almost like, you know, us on the IR side, you guys on the, we'll say the Intel, the Talos side, you know, we were kind of dating and then we were kind of going steady for a while. And then I think we just kind of, you know, put the rings on the fingers, right? And kind of got married here um, a few weeks ago, which is, uh, uh, to me, uh, amazing, awesome. Um, and I'll tell you this, I know the team is really, really excited about it. And frankly, me from a, from a, you know, we'll say a business leader perspective, but frankly, just, I've always tried to put myself in the, in the customer's chair and the customer's shoes, because I've actually been on the other side of the house, right? I've actually contracted with, um, you know, I'll say my competitors at this point, And I've always tried to say what makes sense for them? What can we do more of? And as we've kind of gone through this, uh, this work, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to try to unlock and realize, hey, what can we do now that we couldn't maybe have done yesterday, right? And we could probably get into a little bit of that, but I, I got so many war stories, and anecdotes from from the years. Uh, I wouldn't know where to start, but I'll, I'll I'll throw one idea at you, right? So if you if you think about it, and you think about, I'll just throw ransomware out there, right? And this seems like it's always the topic of the day lately, topic of the couple of years, I think, and. I think if you look at the, 
you get down to like a regional level, right? And you start looking country by country, it's not necessarily the same problem across the board. And I think that's where, um, you know, if you just kind of throw it out there and you say, hey, ransomware is hitting everybody. Well, that's not necessarily true, right? And I think if you look like in the Americas, especially in the U.S., um, you start seeing that we're actually getting hit perhaps more because we've started to create this culture um, in some regards of one, maybe just defaulting to paying the ransom to the culture of cyber insurance, right? Being, I hate to use the term, but I'm starting to feel this way when I, when I talk to certain people, it's almost like a get out of jail free card, right? Oh, hey, I got hit. I'm just going to call my cyber insurer. They're going to foot the bill. I can move on with life. Um, and I think we've, we've kind of created that. And to me, that's where, uh, you know, from a response perspective, you're not necessarily getting that information or those stories from an intelligence, right? It's not necessarily a C2 that's seeing that. It's actually talking to lawyers, talking to insurers, talking to CISOs, um, and then watching time and time again, folks go through this um, and starting to build that knowledge up. So I'd probably throw that out there to start, right? The annoying part to all of that that you just said is, sure, that's the way that people are kind of looking at things. But that cost, because it Everything has a cost, right? It's going to get passed on to everybody else. Mm -hmm. So like me and you end up paying for that, right? And that's what really just, I mean, well, pisses me off, let me tell you. Well, that's not what what pisses me off. What pisses me off is the way that ransomware has been treated in the industry, right? Um, We had security issues long before ransomware appeared, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But you can tell, like, like, the day ransomware became a major enterprise problem, the entire conversation shifted because it put the pain of it on the businesses instead of on the consumers. And that's what pisses me off. Like now there's cyber insurance. Now there's this. Now there's that. Yeah, now they're paying attention. When it was just, oh, we lost 500,000 records. Sorry about that. Here's a year of freak credit counseling or whatever the hell. Right. Right. You can like from the inside, you can tell a material difference in CISO conversations between before and after ransomware was was a problem. Yeah, I think that's really fair. And, you know, I think to Nigel's point, too. Right. If you and this is my concern, right, when I, when I talk about the get out of jail free card um, again, and that's just kind of a uh, I don't, know, don't take that to heart. But I think about the future. Right. And sure, it may be good today, but if you're not going through and following up on actually. I don't know, defending your organization, hardening it, you know, investing is appropriate. Who's not to say you're going to call back a second or third or fourth time, right? And to me, that's where it's, I think other folks are going to start paying for, I don't know, bad decisions being made, right? Lack of investment. And unfortunately, this sounds really crazy. I'm going to go really out here, if you will. I, I almost wonder if, you know, looking at cyber insurance, I think it's, it's, it's a solid piece to help mitigate or, or transfer a little bit of the risk, if you will. Um, but it needs to also start not just following organizations, but also some people, right? And start holding certain individuals maybe accountable, right? For uh, bad decision or lack of investment or, or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, right? Because it's not always on the organization, right? The organization might be trying to do the right thing, but they just don't, uh, except you might have somebody blocking it at a certain level. I mean, doesn't that kind of speak more to a cultural, not really a cultural, but more of a, a professional issue where you, the, the average lifespan of a CISO is just under two years last I looked it up. I mean, according to one survey. But I mean, isn't that lack of longevity or lack of long-term view perhaps part of the problem? I think it depends on on why it 
it is that the seesaw lifespan is just under two years, right? Is they getting? Is it that? Is it so short because they're all getting fired for not doing a good job, or is it so short because they're the kind of people who move jobs regularly in order to progress or something? You know, I think both of those both of those are valid. Mix, right? yeah. Like it's it's. I also wonder if it's burnout, right? Like CISO has got to be like just an exhausting amount of headache that you have to deal with. I mean, you can't really sleep at all, right? To be really blunt, right? In any, yeah, at any given moment, it could be the worst day of your career, right? I mean, you're just always waiting for that shit. Yeah, nobody on on this podcast has any idea what that feels like. No, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's no, I mean, you get no, you get no wins as a CISO, right? Like all you have is days you survived and then. Yeah, you're just catching crap. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and one loss and you're all of a sudden now you have a losing record forever. Right. Like, I mean, the bad guys only have to win one time. Is that the thing that needs to change then? Because the, that kind of attitude doesn't allow you to kind of move forward, learn from mistakes and build something that's stronger for the future, does it? If you're getting canned because you've just you've just gotten owned, then you're not going to learn any lessons and you're not going to be able to move forward properly. Right. I think that's a really important part, right? Because when I look at the some of the CISOs, and I've been very fortunate in my career to work with some really, really, really top-notch guys um, and gals, I should say, too. I mean, there's some there's some really great folks out there in general that have just locked down the CISO role and know what they're doing. They take the time to invest up front and do a lot of, we'll say, proactive work, right? When the house isn't on fire. And yeah, when they go through and they have those horrible days, they have those, you know, massive incidents, these mega breaches, whatever you want to call them, they're prepared for it. And yeah, it may not go swimmingly, it may not go perfect every time. Never. I don't think I've ever been on an IR uh, that's gone perfect every single time. It just doesn't happen. Um, But they can come out, you know, generally unscathed, right? And in a much, we'll say stronger position, right? Because now maybe the environment's hardened. And to me, and I think maybe this is where you're also going, Nigel, you now have those battle scars, right? And you know everything that went wrong. You know what it took. You know where you made some bad decisions. You know where you made right decisions. And to me, that is invaluable, right? And I think that's also why you know, if you look at some of the CISOs moving around, right, you see some of the people that have gone through these mega breaches, they get snatched up, right? Because that is, you can't, you can't buy that sort of training, right? Right. It's kind of like come and come over here now and stop what just happened over there from happening to us, right? Because you know what happened, you know how to then do something about it, right? Holy cap, can we talk about proactive services then? Whoa, nice segue. <laughs> I'm out, baby. That was my contribution. <laughs> DJ Amtrak over here. Just slam those trains together. <laughs> DJ uh, I mean, we can talk about proactive. I mean, that's the, you know, that's one of the things too, right? If you, you know, you ask what CTIR does, right? We, we get a lot of the, we'll say press, which we try to actually stay out of the press, believe it or not. That's, that's half our job, right? Um, but we get a lot of press because people think, hey, we're SWAT. We're the guys that, you know, boots on the ground. We're going to be there to solve the problem. It's the worst day ever. But on the flip side, we actually spend the majority of our time doing the proactive work, right? Now, there's a variety of different things we do, right? All the way from tabletops to, you know, training folks through our new uh, cyber range to uh, IR readiness assessments to 
and it sounds crazy, and I always say this, in 2019, we're still writing IR plans for people, right? Um, but we do a lot of that work to write to get our customers, we'll say, in a much better position. So when the day does come, uh, and we've actually had customers do this, they can call us after the fact and go, man, it was really cool that we did that tabletop three weeks earlier, right? Because now we actually went through this incident and it wasn't that scary, that crazy. And um, we kind of knew the pitfalls and things to watch out for. I, I'm, I'm wondering what the, the major difference is. Like if we, if we were ever able to, to take an objective data-driven look at um, what a, a, a moderate breach at a company who is – uh, not so prepared looks like versus a a much more serious or a much larger breach at a company that was prepared because I mean breaches happen. So yeah, and and so one of the things that I wanted to highlight that I've seen like so from long before um, we we slammed these these two orgs together. One of the things that Sean's people do on their reports is they actually state to the customer where that customer is in their maturity model. Right. So they'll say, hey, you had this incident, by the way, based on your performance, you have some things to work on. You're in this low model. And so what Sean's teams are doing with these proactive services is trying to move that maturity to the right to reduce the se severity of any given incident that comes up up the up the road. Yeah. Right. And, and I think the other thing is, if you look at that maturity model, I think I think you developed that maturity model maybe five or six years ago. Um, it was it was a while back and it's it still kind of stood the test of time. It's not always about getting all the way to the right. And to, to me, the right is like the one percenters, right? They're the ones that have, you know, the $30 million to spend on their internal IR team, right? It's just, that's insane, I think, to, to a lot of folks. But identifying and realizing, hey, if you're not going to get there, where do you want to be, right, on this, on this maturity model? And then how do you fill in those gaps with, you know, maybe services or products or... Uh, whatever it might be, right? To to say this is what uh, we'll say a I don't know a solid organization who will go through an incident at some point should have in place. It's th there's no there's no perfect recipe. I'll say if there was, right, everybody would follow it. Everybody would have the same tools. Everybody would have the same type of people. But there definitely is a there's a path. Right. And, and there's certain key items and key elements that we see time and time again that are either missing or in place and they're hugely impactful. Right. Yeah. I mean, but to be clear, like you said earlier, man, it's like uh, you're showing up on those person's worst days of their lives and they're running around with their hair on fire. I'm like, what do we do? And you're showing up like, hi, I'm the calm person in the room. How are you doing? I think I read in a book somewhere, but it, it's really true. I think to me, one of the the number one skills as a responder is that, you know, your hand doesn't shake, right? Yeah. You, you have to be that rock. And I think Liz on the team, I'll give her a shout out. Um, I think she, and I wasn't on the call, but I just heard, um, you know, it was, it was a really hectic call. She was super calm. And what, what, what's Liz's jobs title again? <laughs> there we go. Incident commander. Is that right. how they introduce themselves when Liz goes into a conference room? She's like, "Hi, my name's Liz. Uh, I'm an incident commander with Talos." She IR. sounds like a 40k space yeah. marine. Yeah. <laughs> right. no, we actually have theme songs too. It's it's yeah. uh it's WWE style. As soon as she's like walking to the stage, like the entrance music starts. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, and she has Enter Sandman yeah. playing in the background too, I think. And you get this like uh, voice yeah. of God over the intercom, <laughs> yeah. like Incident Commander. Nigel, where's your guitar? <laughs> Come on. 
What was your cue? <laughs> I'm sorry. You were talking about Instant Commander Liz. No, but the end the end of that little <laughs> tidbit or anecdote was I think she was, you know, cracking a, a well-placed joke or two at the time, right? And it brought a little levity to the situation, right? Because again, this is <laughs> we always joke, you can't spell Friday without DFIR, right? Um, but it's usually, you know, Friday night, people want to go home or Saturday, you know, people are burned out, they haven't slept. Um, and it's not just the worst day, but now they're exhausted, they're tired, nothing is funny to them. And they just, you know, they just want a little bit of help, right? And again, I think just having that hand that doesn't shake, a little levity to the situation, having the been there, done that attitude, trust me, follow me, and I will get us up that hill. Um, it goes a long way. Right? That's, I mean, and that can be like, you know, in extreme cases, really important because there's like that story during um, Not Petya, there were a number of enterprises that had multi-million dollar losses. And I'm not going to name which one, but like one of the enterprises, like their lead architect just left. He was like, he was like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. He said, I he said something like, I'm not paid enough to deal with this. I've been telling you for years. And for that reason, I'm out. But, but like, but it's, it's more than that. Like it's, it's, it's the morale. Like there's a couple of things that I think the longer you do this, the more you learn is important. Morale and leadership are important and they go hand in hand. Right. And so Keeping your guys sharp, knowing when to give them the break. You know, those are things that that if you haven't gone through exercises that last 36, 48 hours and and have successfully seen through that, having someone beside you going, hey, you need to give this. This guy needs to go home. You know, give give him eight hours with his family. Yep. Um, well, this, these two guys can backfill him. Everybody needs a break. Just little things like that can be important. Yeah, you know, Matt, you know, the interesting thing, too, is, um, you know, we're, we're consultancy, right? Uh, we do IR services, but my team is people, yep. too, right? And we have we have the same thing, right? And there are times, right, where we have folks who are, you know, crashing at the keyboard or you can just tell they're exhausted. And it's like, dude, send them home, right? Tell them to go to bed, right? Go get go get something to eat. Take a break because um, we're not robots, right? Not, you know, my team isn't robots and definitely our customers are not, you know, <laughs> fueled by robots. So, um I don't know. We're, we're people at the end of the day, right? Darn it. If only they were f- fueled by robots, it wouldn't be a problem. It would be a problem. It's a hundred, it would a hundred percent be a problem. Well, to be honest, I think Craig is going to be the one who have the biggest problem. <laughs> this is fair. This is Craig's fair. like our canary in the coal mine. When he goes down, everybody else needs to start worrying about the robots because yeah. then they have a taste for human <laughs> this blood. Is true. Does he have that? Does he have that shirt that says if the robots chasing me, like run or something like whatever that shirt is? Like I'm, I'm an EOD agent. If I'm running, try and catch up or whatever that is. Yeah, I seen that one. Oh yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah, I saw like a GIF yesterday of oh. some dude. He was running around the corner. I'm sorry. Was, yeah, that was not sorry, cool. This whole marriage is over. The whole yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. done. We can't have this GIF nonsense. You know what? Maybe you just need to leave your house key and get your shit and uh, stay at your mom's <laughs> this weekend, Sean. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked him out of his own house. Wow, that's great. <laughs> you can't say Jeff on this podcast. We have clear rules. There's broadcast standards that we have to abide by. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Are we arguing about Jeff or Gif? Nope, nope. We're not arguing. Oh, yeah. We're not arguing. Oh, yeah. There's no, no argument. <laughs> we know what Get it your is. Nonsense out of here. That's, that's right. It's Gif all day. Uh, for oh uh, for anybody who has a different opinion, please contact Mitchell Neff at uh, at <laughs> Mi- Mitch C H on Twitter. 
Thank you. Oh yes, my gosh. Yes. Feed me your oh, feed Jesus. me your gift hate. <laughs> and I honestly, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now before you even tweet it at me. I don't give a damn what the guy who invented the format said. He's wrong too. Wait, let's back up. Mitch, edit <laughs> oh this in. Oh my god. If you have feedback on the pronunciation of GIF versus GIF, please tweet at security <laughs> underscore Chris. Yes. With no context. <laughs> Less context, yes. the better. Yeah. The, I guarantee yes, you the better answer you'll get. In fact, if you just scream, you're wrong. Adam, yeah. That'll be just great. <laughs> and then we'll go through and we'll pick the best one and we'll like reach out to you and give you some swag. It'll be great. Yeah, we'll give it a new CTIR t-shirt. Here, how about you'll that? get a snort calendar, a snort Rubik's Cube, a lock of Sean <laughs> Mason's right. beard hair. It's all in the package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a loot crate we have oh, for you. Yeah, you're not. I was going to say. Definitely something you want to take advantage of. <laughs> hey, uh, Sean, I don't want to shift gears too hard here, but you you really should. Um, you know, and, and your team is curious, too. Uh, you should you should fill us in a little bit about your beard care routine. Like that that thing is is looking pretty, pretty spiffy these days. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I this I do have a routine now. It's, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> I never thought I'd be that guy. So I, I actually started growing this um, when I was going to Alaska. I was actually going to my 50th state, Alaska. I was super hyped for it. I was going fly fishing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to grow a beard. It'd be so cool. But I've always been the guy who grows like the four to six week beard, right? And then I'm like, oh, I got to shave it. I got to go present or do something, right? I got to be on stage. Um, and now here I am, good gosh, six, seven months later. I don't even know. And, uh, for what it's worth, I, I woke up really early this morning and, you know, showered it, conditioned it, you know, put some stuff in there. I got a beard straightener now to make it look all nice. And wait, um, is that like a, it, like a hair straightener? Is it like a flat iron? It is like a hair straightener, but it's like for beard. Is it like it's mini? Like, it's like a is little it, itty bitty oh my one. God, you have like a little mini, like American girl doll sized hair iron for your beard, don't you? Right. That, so I've never seen one of these. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and wait. You Kinda. go get it and come back. We'll wait. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with this. Oh this is for God. the YouTube subscribers. I only, can send though. you an Amazon link. <laughs> that's so, Sean. You own a beard iron, like that's what I'm understanding here. I order way too much stuff off Amazon because I'm like on page six right now, trying to find this thing. Good gosh. wow! This is where all, this is where all my money goes. So I had never thought about. So it while you're way. while you're trying to find that, you can think about this question too. Um, so we asked your folks some questions we should ask you. Um, so beard care was one oh of them. Um, they also want to know is which responder of yours has the dreamiest eyes? Oh, wait, wait, hold, wait, back up. Only did you solicit his team for questions so we could ask him live on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not do that? <laughs> no, I like where this is going. A hundred percent on board with this, with this rowboat. That's a tough one. I'm going to pick on one of my PMs. I'm going to say Sherry. I thought oh, it was, yeah. I thought it was, uh, That's, I thought it was, what's your, the intern guy who, who's gone full time? Is it Luke? Luke. That was my, that was my close second. <laughs> I was thinking Luke. I was, he was Bring my close Luke. second. Right. So yep. Pierre, Pierre is, uh, is always good for like putting things back on track. Pierre says, what are the top three things to have in your travel kit for responding to an incident? So when you guys go, like kind of, what do you show, what, what can, a, what can a customer expect you to show up with? Um, a, probably a laptop, probably a charger. You have, you guys have like monster laptops, right? Though, yeah, we actually have, we, which is really cool. Um, we have these like really custom, really expensive, um, customized laptops. They're actually gaming laptops. Um, and it's pretty cool because they're actually made in Miami. 
um, Origin. That's who it is. I'm sorry. So they're Origin gaming laptops. But uh, I can tell you this, and, and it's not necessarily a plug for Origin, but I think our oldest ones are probably three and a half, four years old at this point. Uh, and nobody's necessarily crying that they need to replace it. Right. I mean, that is so just telling you how much they're just powerhouses. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but we have that. We, we basically have like about a $10,000 go bag that everybody basically flies around with. So you have a you have a you have an incredible laptop. Of course, you're bringing all your peripherals for that. What what else is there that you would need to have, or is everything just that compact and and pared down? Uh, no, it's definitely not that compact and, and uh, pared down. I mean, you're gonna have write blockers in there. You're gonna have disk drives. Although we do tend to to head out to like Best Buy or something close to to fill in the blanks if we need to. Um, usually, you're gonna have most of your software on your your laptop. You're also gonna have your work laptop, right? So everybody has a nice little Mac. Um, as well, probably, what else am I missing? Cables, different types of cables as appropriate. It's kind of a smorgasbord, right? At the end of the day, um, because you never quite know what you're going to run into. And, and again, even then you're, you're going to go, oh, hey, I'm missing something. I need to run out and, you know, buy something from the store. Um, it's not, yeah, I was going to say the other thing too, just a good set of headphones, right? Yeah, something to kind of, to go into. Yeah, that's when you're um, when you're playing games on that laptop, you know, and you've got to put the headphones on. Otherwise, <laughs> customers are going to get a bit distracted. Yeah, right? what's it's the whole just, point? Like, unless you have really <laughs> good know. gaming headphones. Look, yeah. Call of Duty has to be done. All right, Call of Duty's got to be played. Well, it's funny because I, you know the the two things I think that are talked the most about in our you know like uh, off you know water cooler chat room or whatever we call it is uh, one is headphones and then two is like the bag itself mm. that you can carry all this stuff in, right? And there's a lot of opinions within the team, right? Because if you think about it, these guys are on airplanes all the time. They're working late all the time. They want a small travel footprint um, because it's not it's not easy to carry around, you know, 20 some pounds worth of gear. So let me ask you this, Sean. What, what are your go-to airplane headphones? Good question. It used to be the Bose QC. 20 eyes, but they've now been replaced by the Apple AirPod Pro. Okay. Oh, wow. You're going Apple AirPod Pro all the way on the airplane too? Well, you're all wrong. Bowers and Wilkins are nothing. This one also comes from your team, Sean. Uh, what is the, the most bizarre incident you've had to respond to? Drop names. Just drop names. Yeah. Go ahead. You can tell us. There's nobody Sean. listening. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go right you can now. tell us. It's fine. No. We're all friends here. Only Matt's mom listens to this <laughs> podcast. You know, I'm probably going to go with one that's it's a number of years old, um, but I still think it's probably one of the the most interesting attacks I've seen. And I've seen a lot of really sophisticated stuff out there. But this was an adversary that had whittled its way into the network. I don't think we ever realized how they got in, but they actually took the time to figure out how the business was run, right? What the entire business process was and actually leveraged that against the business, right? And they actually started stealing money in a way that people could not figure out, right? And to me, that showed a, a level of sophistication. It showed a level of dedication. Um, it showed that they were quite persistent and were willing to essentially set up shop, take the time and so we kind of talked about and even joked in a very poor humor was they knew the business better than the people there. Right. Uh, and they were using it against them. Um, so, and, and that was a lot, a lot of money involved at the end of the day. So that was probably one of the most interesting 
attacks from an adversary that I had seen. And I, out of curiosity, and I, I don't know if you can say or not, did that turn out to be a, an insider threat or former employee or something? Like how? No, no. That's amazing that an outsider could gain that level of info from just looking at the backend systems. It's like the least understood key indicator of an advanced adversary is they love to pivot from known tools to punching you in the face with your own stuff. Right, because then it looks it looks completely legit. That's why they pivot into credentials. That's why then they 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 then go to VPNs. They're using the things that you've set up, and and they will spend years in your environment learning how everything works, and then abusing those things you rely on to do what they need to get done. And at least unsuspecting things as well, in addition to things that you don't think like so. And I, I have a. Real quick story about this. Like one time, you know, in a past life, I was working for the government and uh, we found a, a compromised network one time where we saw the logs of all of the offloaded documents, all of the stuff going to a printer. And they were using the printer's hard drive as a storage mechanism uh, yeah. to offload all of like Word documents, Excel files, like all that kind of stuff that was either. At, uh, at, you know, at an unclassified level, this wasn't on a secret network, but on an unclassified level, offloading all of that stuff to the printer hard drive and then from the printer offloading it because no one suspected the printer. It's always the printer. Yeah. <laughs> now it's a, it's a, <laughs> just Every time. Damn Canadian printers. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, speaking of printers, right, it kind of jogged a memory, too. I remember years ago, um, you always hear about these people dropping USB keys in parking lots. Right. Um, I actually dealt with one of those. Right. Uh, I remember showing up to my office. There's just a huge box of USB keys. I'm like, what the heck is this? Right. And there's a note attached to it. Hey, we found these. Somebody was dropping these. And sure enough. Right. If you put them in, they were beaconing out and had malware on them. Right. And they were. From uh, from our friends, I'll just put it that we way. We do have lots of good so friends. Those the we do. Those Absolutely. attacks do actually happen yeah, do, in the real world. Do not world. do not insert any USB keys from uh, those Canadians ever. ever. Just just anything. Uh, right. Well, from I got, I got, somebody gave me one and said it added sixty four RAM. So I'm I mean I'm using that one, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, reasonable. I, yeah, that's fine, Mitchell. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, it had a link to download more RAM, yeah. so of course I hit that Perfect. too. Perfect. You made your internet faster. Yeah. Oh Excellent. yeah, yeah, yeah. Made the internet much faster with my extra Excellent. RAM. You're probably gonna get one of them uh, VPN providers to help you out too. Oh yeah. Ooh. I do have one last question for Sean from his team. Uh oh. So Sean, uh, someone on your team would like to know why Barcelona can't find a good replacement for Suarez. What? <laughs> um. Good gosh. I have no <laughs> clue. I, I know what Barcelona is. I don't know who Suarez is. Oh, uh, you need Sorry. to you need to bite um, into that topic. That's oh, a, yeah, you really do. You need to take a deep bite and like really get the full I have an answer, Mitchell, if you would like it. I, I've assumed that you would, Nigel. <laughs> so the reason is uh is because Barcelona are panicking over Messi, not Suarez. Right? And Messi is fast approaching this end of life. And uh, as far as footy goes, and um, they also have a crap crap Crazy. manager. Messi will live forever. They have a crap defense, and a crap def- midfield, and uh, the only reason why they win anything is because they're in Spain, which is a crap league. And uh, 
Ooh. And uh, the the only the, the one yeah. player that that basically they looked to Messi to pull them out of the shit every single time. Otherwise, they'd probably be uh, your regular mid table side, right? Much like uh, wow. much like Chelsea Hot in England or Spurs. Takes or, from Nigel, you know, I know just saying. Also, is Messi like the male version of Nessie from yes, Scotland? Yes, he is what? exactly that. You know, a couple of humps. All yeah, right. that's that's him. Thank you. No, no, all no. Right. He's just the greatest of all time. No, all. no, he is not. All right. <laughs> Pele <laughs> says no. Sir Kenneth Matheson Dalgleish says no. Okay. Messi is the best. He is the best of all time. No. Wait. Did this become European footy podcast? Uh, well, Messi. Happened? Well, I guess I would be. He plays for Barcelona, but he's an Argentine player. Yeah, he's from he's from Argentina, and he uh, they left Argentina when he was a boy, and he's been at Barcelona since then. Because uh, which would be, I believe, against all uh, UEFA and FIFA rules these days. That you cannot actually do what they did, and that uh, he and his parents and stuff left Argentina, went to Spain because he was brought on as a as a kid, a little kid, into the Barcelona uh, setup, and you can't do that anymore. <laughs> All I know is Diego Maradona's the greatest footballer of all time. Listen. <laughs> oh, no. The Pete Rose of soccer. Not even. Oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> no, that's great. Why? Is, that's funny. I didn't see him in Las Vegas. <laughs> At least Pete, Pete Rose is not a cheat. Right? Well, what? No, he's hey, not. You're right. He's absolutely you're right. not. You're right. You're right. Not on the field. Not a cheat. He might have bet. He yeah, might have been fair. betting on that's games, fair. but it wasn't a yeah. cheat. Pushing right. back on this. Absolutely. <laughs> there is there is another there is another great question that has come in for Sean. Yeah, I just I just found out you guys are sneaking behind my back here. <laughs> so for the listeners at home, we I'm have been checking my chat rooms. We have been up in Sean's team oh. channel on WebEx oh Teams this entire episode. I'm trying to pay attention to this podcast and focus in on you guys. You guys are all sni- oh we're my multitaskers, old, old my pros. friends. We're multitaskers. Yeah. All right, I, I'll, I remember this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so like, what the hell is going on here? The most oh, present no. question that has come up, though, has been, what is your Call of Duty level? <laughs> oh, you better answer yep, that no, one. Important. Um, oh. important. This is important. I don't know my level. I just prestige when I prestige. But um, oh, I would say... Casual, like, humble brag. <laughs> kinda, no, I don't know. Oh, just... I, you know, I prestige as it comes along, sometimes twice a night. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not a big deal. No, we actually we actually switched over to Blackout like a year ago um, from just multiplayer. So that's what we What is that's Blackout? What, that's what, is what I play. Blackout? Oh, stop. Nobody knows. That's basically last man standing, right? Um, so it's it's that's what we do. But I mean, again, it comes down to it comes down to the team, right? If it's just a, a random group of people, you know, we're not going to do overly well. But if you get the you get a squad on, you guys know the roles. We know how we each work together. We know that at callouts, kind of kind of unstoppable, you know. Oh, you you need to try <laughs> you need to try some Rainbow Six Siege, there, uh, teammate. Man, I oh, have here, got a uh, Matt. Do you watch Battlefield Friends? Have you ever seen that little cartoon on YouTube? No, but I I'm interested. Oh, okay. I have some links to send you, and they'll be in the show notes too. There is uh, some great episodes on on Rainbow Six, uh, being the, the the superior first person shooter. I'm ready to wrap up because I'm gonna I'm gonna bury Starburst in my closer. So let's get on this. 
Oh, 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 oh okay. I'm well, let's go ahead and let's, let's go back this. around the table one more time, like we do every week or two, and get a closing thought and a parting shot from everybody. Mitchell, you're first. Uh, I do have a closing thought today <clears throat> to the person that took out a loan that I just found on my credit report because we're buying oh. a house right now. You can my whoa. <laughs> this is going to take me months to get over. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your vacation. Oh my god. And you burn in hell. Oh, oh I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's gonna take a little my bit. My wife to... just went through this similarly last wow. month. So it's yeah. How do you how do you actually deal with that with the with the mortgage company? I mean, that sounds like it was Yeah, yeah. I, I literally just found out about that this afternoon. So we're gonna take care of that. Oh you know. geez. Disputing the hell out of it. Yeah, sucks, yeah, that's what it is. Nigel, closing thought, parting shot. Um, What's on your mind? Yeah, so schedule yes. Liverpool. So, uh, like I said, I won't be on the next podcast, but I will be at Anfield um, with uh, another uh, forty odd thousand of my closest friends, uh, just you know, chilling, beating the uh, blue noses, and then um, and I will get audio for sure, so you can play it. And listen to it because it's going to be magnificent. And then, and so, yeah. And then the other stuff, you know. Obviously, I learned a few things today about incident response. About you know, if you're if you uh, love gaming on your laptops, then it's the job to be in. Um, yep. And, <laughs> you have to pronounce like Jeff. You have Jeff, to pronounce image yes. files as Jeff. Uh, I think. <laughs> yep. Indeed. Joel, closing thought, parting shot. What's up? Um. This week at local theater. Can we talk about it? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. Uh, well, can we redo that? I can't remember the joke. What was the... <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> what was it? It was socks of... Pages, socks oh, and pages. Oh no, we no no we can't. We gotta beat it again. Oh, Actually, we come can't. On. No, we can't. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. We can talk about it because we did not receive the rights. Oh, we did not receive the rights. Boo. Yeah. No, so we applied for the rights for Rock of Ages at my local theater, and we did not receive the rights for it because apparently it's either going back on oh, tour right. or something, and we couldn't get it. So I'm I'm a little upset about that. But yeah, I was that was I was kind of pumped for that. So we had to replace it with something else. But yeah, no, I'm in I'm in the middle of production of two different shows right now. We just started our second show that I'm the producer for, and so uh, my um, stress level is at like seven out of uh, one to eight scale. <laughs> now, yeah. does anybody else get the feeling that like Joel might be like? parlaying this role into like you know free extra apps at the thousand applebee's oh, yeah. that's a good plan oh yeah because he's a big he's a well he was mayor now he's the yeah. producer at the local now theater he's producing he's a yeah. player in towns in politics <laughs> so first of all i will say to you mitchell friggin neff <laughs> I didn't realize that was your middle name. It is actually. Yes. <laughs> Mitchell F. Neff. How dare you? First of all, <laughs> we don't have an Applebee's in Townsend. Not yet. Matt. What? Oh, yeah. War crimes. <laughs> War crimes perpetrated by the Mars industry. This, listen to me. Here we go. Go on. All right. In 1960, yeah. right, there's a whole bunch of going on. In 1960, 
they invented and provided the world with Starburst. And Starbursts are wonderful yep. because they have an entire rainbow of of fruit flavors, right? There's the yellow ones and the orange ones. But and there's the red really ones. only two that are All right, good. Tell, me, tell real. me real quick, what are the two good ones? A lemon and orange. Lemon and orange. Red. What? Jerry. Pink, pink and, and red. red. Yeah. Pink and Get red. the hell out. Pink ones pink are and fabulous. Red. No, yeah, pink, pink and red. Pink and red. Who likes orange? Yellow and orange are terrible. Oh, I love orange. Yellow and orange are the best. Yeah, I'm yeah. with Joel on this, actually. I don't like, so the key piece is I don't like pink. And so. Oh, I love pink. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like strawberry. strawberry Here's the problem. So part of the joy of Halloween is eating your kids candy. Absolutely. Yes. Second to that in terms of joy is eating the extra candy that you bought that's left over because you only buy candy you like. Yes. Correct. So we bought this huge combo bag of of like two piece starbursts that were wrapped up in a little wrapper. I know seat. where this is going. Right? This same fraud was perpetrated yes! on my wife's office. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yes. No, we had the same problem. All pink. I know where you're going. All pink. Yep. Every yep. one of the entire bag. All, all pink. I would <laughs> love that. A nightmare. Yep. I would love that. And I hated it. It was all pink. And then, but yep. then, so as we're talking today, I finally figured out I'm going to talk about the starburst thing to close. So I put in starburst all pink into Google. And you know they have like the little yeah. people ask session. Yeah. First question people ask: What does it mean to be a pink starburst? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean yeah. to be a pink starburst? And it says, That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> what? "This threw me off." So then, then it says, "A good friend will tell you not to let anyone treat you like a yellow starburst because you're a pink starburst." For anyone not versed in millennial candy lingo, that means you're loved and valued and beautiful and that you taste delicious. <laughs> Somebody is a massively, incredibly skilled troll or I am old as shit. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, no, amazing. no. At, 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 our, at our mall in Delaware, we have a candy store and I forget what the hell it's called, but they have every freaking type of weird, gigantic size, five pound gummy bear type yep. crap, like all of the all odd the good candy stuff. stuff. My face in they gummy have bear. the gigantic bags of straw, starbur- uh, sorry, of strawberry starburst candy there, and, but they don't have like gigantic bags of lemon or well, gigantic no, bags of orange. No, they just have the <laughs> huge bags of strawberry. I think the market yeah. has spoken, I and can't. we we are we are not in. We're apparently we're wrong. Yeah. We're wrong as yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Demonstrably, demonstrably. Sean, follow that, Sean. With your <laughs> Sean, you got a closing <laughs> thought, <laughs> parting shot. <laughs> you know, I was going to take the opportunity to 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 plug something if if that's cool. Yeah, plug um, away, plug away. You know, so so one of the things I love about Cisco is you know we kind of have this bigger ideal right and one of the one of the things is we give time back to our communities and to charities and things so um next week i'm actually taking some what we call time to give ttg uh off to work on a project of mine and that is uh, i've actually started a uh nonprofit. so i'm just dipping my toes in it. i'm just getting work uh you know kind of figuring things out um but i've started a nonprofit called one more comma um and what i'm trying to do is trying to get um, scholarships, and then I think furthermore coaching um, to, you know, hopefully the future uh, of folks that are going to be doing, you know, InfoSec or, you know, hell, just IT, engineering, math, you know, we'll say the whole STEM stack, right? Um, so Fantastic. hopefully I'll have that stuff knocked out by the time this podcast goes out and you guys can go out there and check it out. I'm saying this problem isn't going away anytime soon and we got to do something about it. Yeah. And what was the name of the, what was the name of the organization again? One more comma. 
Thank you so much for stopping by today, Sean. It was great to have you on. Uh, remember, wherever you are listening to Beers with Talos on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all the other places, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us a rating and a review. That stuff always helps. Uh, anything else coming up next week, guys? Actually, Mitch Mitch gets his bonus based upon your review. I'm just going to throw that out. Oh, boy. I swear to God. I'm about to like <laughs> learn how to start a rating bot. Like that's I haven't built one of those, so that's gonna be uh, my new project over the break. Uh, we do have the holidays coming up, so we will try and keep the podcast coming out on a regular schedule. And we will see you all in just a couple weeks on episode 68. But until then, cheers. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>